we're going to start tonight uh, uh, a new section. We've we've been for uh, for for months, weeks, months uh, dealing with the uh, first stage of home building. Uh, again, there are five stages that I'm wanting to give you over the course of all of this. Um, the, the five stages of home building. Uh, I taught this years ago. Never finished it all. We never got done with all of it. Uh, Things happened, changed, and we different. Uh, anyways, and so I'm excited that we're that we're working on it again. Uh, five stages of home building. The first one we've been dealing with, and it's just simply called the first stage of home building. Uh, that's where we've been. That's where we've done three things in our Christian home. Uh, we've developed a plan. We've determined the prints, and we've demolished the parcel. If you miss that, none of that makes any sense to you, and you're interested in it. Go on our website and you can get it. You can catch up on all of them. I think there's nine of them on there, aren't there? Uh, nine of them on there. Uh, so you can catch up on all of them. You'll know exactly where we are. Uh, the next stage is uh, what I've called the foundation stage of home building. That's where we're going to start tonight. Uh, when we get done with this, I don't know how long it will take us to get done with this. And the next stage is the framing stage. Uh, the first stage, uh, you got to... Go get you, you. I mean, you can't just walk out with a with a. Uh, I guess if you're a, a bush craftsman, you can. But if you're going to build a house or family and live in, you don't just walk out one day with a saw and a hammer and a nail. You got to draw up some plans. You know, figure out what you're going to what you're going to build, what you're going to have. That's the first stage. Uh, we're going to make our mind up. What's this going to cost me? I don't want to get into it and realize I don't have the money for it. So what's it going to cost me? Um, the foundation stage we'll look at tonight. Then there's the framing stage. That's where walls go up. Where are, where are our wall, walls going to be? Windows, doors, we're framing the home, the roof, all of those things. We're going to relate that as we've been doing to the Christian home that we live in. Uh, then the next stage is the finishing stage. That's where you go in. You've got the walls. You've got the foundation. You've got the roof and the floor, uh, the studs, the but now you're going to finish the house. That's sheetrock and molding and crown molding and cabinets and all of those things that make it fit to your liking. Uh, you don't have to have a dishwasher in your home if you don't want to. There's some things uh, that God's not going to make you do and not be offended if you do it or you don't do it. Some things, if you're going to have a Christian home, you've got to have this in it. And then some things, it's just preference. There's a lot of preference in our lives as well. And aren't you glad God gives us leeway to have some preference to make our home fit us? Uh, and so that's the framing stage. Uh, then there is the what I love, I'm looking forward to getting to it. Never have got to it yet, but I know it's out there uh, in our teaching, the front porch stage. Uh, that's where you have a home. Uh, you've built it on the right foundation. Uh, you've given it to God. It's not perfect because no house is, no home is. Uh, it's got some imperfections and some flaws. That's where you can sit on the front porch, drink sweet tea, rock in your rocking chair, and watch your kids throw a ball in the front yard and enjoy your home. And I'm going to say to you tonight, everybody that lives in your home ought to be able to enjoy the home that you're living in. Uh, that's, that's why it's home. It's a sanctuary. Uh, uh, it flows, it works, it works for you, uh, it works and God gets glory and you can enjoy it. That don't mean you don't have to fight bugs and mow the grass still, that don't mean you don't have to paint walls, that don't mean you sit on the front porch all the time, the dishes have got to be washed, 
Floors have got to be vacuumed. I mean, there's still stuff to do, but there's time now to sit down and enjoy. That's the front porch stage. I think that's what we all want to get to, a home that is, that is more uh, uh, helpful than hurtful, a home that is more enjoyable than not, a home where we can appreciate the goodness of God. So we'll get there. Tonight, we're going to start the next section, section number two. It is the foundation stage of home building. Uh, I asked you to go to the book of Matthew. Uh, just go ahead and turn to chapter 7. We'll get there in a minute. Matthew chapter number 7. Uh, let me give you a verse tonight before we get to Matthew 7. You don't have to turn there. I'll just read it to you. Uh, I know you've not been getting copies of these as well. Uh, you will. Uh, you just have to bear with me. What I'm probably going to do is just wait till I get finished with it all. Um, and if God will help me, of course, there'd have to be a lot of commas added where I didn't add them. There'd have to be a lot of things fixed that I didn't do, but I'd like to turn this into a, a booklet, not, not to sell. Nobody would want to buy it outside of the church world, uh, but, but to distribute to new families and couples and people coming along um, so they can take it and hold it in their hand and they can read it. And then they can go to the website and listen to it and read it as they listen and listen as they read it. Um, but 2 Timothy chapter 2 Verse number 19. Uh, here's what the Bible said. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Uh, and I'm glad tonight, before we go any further on the foundation stage of our Christian home, we're just going to go ahead and lay it out there for you. When I talk about foundation, uh, in the physical realm, we're literally talking about a foundation that you build a house upon. But in the spiritual realm, realm I'm talking about God I'm talking about the word of God. We have a sure foundation uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And aren't you glad for that tonight? Uh, one of the most critical stages, if not the most critical stage, is the foundation stage. Everything we do from here on rests upon it. If the home we intend to build will stand, it must be built on a solid foundation. One that we can anchor to during the storms and winds of life. And oh, by the way, the storms and winds of life are coming. And they're coming to your house too. Uh, one that we can rest on under the pressure and weight of life. I've never given any consideration to how much my house weighs. But I promise you uh, my, my foundation, if it had the ability to give consideration to it, would be giving consideration to how much, because that's a lot of pressure. Uh, that is setting on a foundation. Uh, and there's a lot of weight and a lot of pressure uh, that comes to your Christian home. The whole weight of the world, uh, it seems, is times. Uh, it seems at, at times uh, will rest upon your Christian home. Um, a friend of mine is a builder. I asked him sometime back to help me in my study on the foundation of a home. The information I received from him was very informative. My friend told me two things that stuck out in my memory. Before any foundation can be built upon, the foundation must first be tested. That was the first thing that he said out of the two. We're talking about a foundation. He said that it must be tested. Uh, in order to ensure that the foundation will stand, it must undergo a compaction test. Uh, during this test, the ground that will rest beneath the concrete foundation is tested to make certain it is completely compact dirt. Assuring the builder that the ground is hard enough to build upon. 
not only does the uh, foundation uh, go through a, a compaction test, but the foundation must also withstand a concrete test in the which the concrete itself is tested for strength and stability. Not only must the foundation be tested, it must also be true. The second thing he told me, foundation has to be tested with a compaction test, concrete test, making sure that what we're building on is true or, or is uh, tested, is, is uh, what, what it's, it's made out of material that will withstand the force and the pressure. Uh, but not only must it be tested, it must also be true or level. In other words, if the foundation is not level, nothing else in the home will be. If the foundation is off, expect everything else to be off accordingly. Uh, so the, we, we built a, uh, uh, we, we put a roof on my barn a few years back, and uh, a bunch of the men came over and helped me, and I appreciated it. And it was, uh, but but the roof had, uh, I, I guess when the man left our home, uh, it was repossessed and. When he left, I guess he was trying to get everything that he could, so he took the roof. Uh, he took the roof off uh, of the uh, of the, the barn, the metal. I guess he was going to sell it. I don't know. He took it all off. Um, uh, took the screws out, and so all there was was the rafters. Well, the rafters had warped, and so we knew going in there we were going to have to line it up the best that we could. Uh, but really, I mean, you can only do so much with wood that's been setting out and it was a little warped and a little off. And so we saw that once we got to the end. You, you don't see that really on the first line. You don't really see it on the second or the third. But when you get to the end, and, and at, the, at the eve of the roof, there, uh, there's a one-inch overhang, and, 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 and you come on down, and, and, and there's a four-inch overhang, which is no big deal. It don't bother me. Uh, but that is because in the beginning, we were not able to start right. Uh, if, if that's that way in your home, uh, how much do you think that is when we start off our Christian home uh, wrong? Uh, there's a lot of things. And, and thank God tonight for the grace of God. He can help us get stuff right. He can help us fix it. Uh, but we better fix it. Uh, because everything after that is building upon that. And when we started off wrong, all we're doing is extending the wrong further and further out uh, into other areas. Um, if the foundation is off, expect everything else to be off accordingly. So the line is stretched and the level is laid in order to ensure that the foundation is level and true. These truths are just the same in the Christian home. The foundation we will build upon will either aid in the success of our home or contribute to the destruction of our home. Uh, in this section, we will deal with three main thoughts. The priority of a, a solid foundation. Uh, that's what we'll deal with tonight. The pressure of a solid foundation, that's what we'll deal with, Lord willing, next time. And the pattern of a solid, of a solid foundation. And that'll be where we'll look at um, the Word of God. We'll look at the Lord Jesus uh, as a pattern, uh, as the chief cornerstone. Uh, and, 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 and how if we, if we mirror off of him or if, we, if Jesus is the chief cornerstone of our home and the Word of God, we can get all of these other things right. Not that they'll be perfect because we're imperfect that they can be livable, that they can be usable to the glory of God. May God help us as we lay the foundation. Let's get started. Let, let me give you uh, some verses that back up tonight uh, this foundation that we're looking for. Psalm 12 and verse 6, the words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. 
And then Psalm 119, 89, forever, O God, thy word is settled in heaven. You say, preacher, I don't know where to start. Uh, the, the word of God is, is, is where to start. Uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, hang around people that's doing it. Watch what they're doing. Listen to what they say. If it's Bible, stand on it. If it's not, move away from it uh, and build. You, you, can, you can make it right. There's young couples. You can get it right. You can start it out right. If it didn't start out right, you can make it right. See, the wonderful thing about the grace of God is he can get right in the middle of all the mess that you've made and, and help you start making right decisions that fix it. Uh, bless his name for it. I'm glad he does. Uh, let's begin tonight with the priority of a solid foundation. And I wrestled with, uh, do I, do I want to give this one first? Because really, I, the, the pattern uh, of a solid foundation, I, I felt was maybe, maybe more of a priority to give you than the, the thought of a priority of a solid foundation. But if you'll bear with me, we'll get to that uh, in days to come. This is how the Lord uh, laid it out for me this afternoon. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse number 24. We're going to talk about the priority of a solid foundation. Why does it matter that I do it the right way? Why, why does it matter, preacher, that I build my home on Bible principles? Uh, that shouldn't be questioned, should it? But how many of you know it is? And it's not just questioned out there. It's questioned in here. One of the hardest things that I deal with as a, as a pastor is I preach three times a week at least here, three times a week, and constantly I am running into people that don't say that with their mouth, why does it matter, but people that say that with their life, it don't really matter. Uh, I know he's going to be preaching tonight, but it don't really matter, we'll, 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 we'll get along fine without it. I know he's going to be preaching Wednesday night, but it don't really matter, we'll, we'll be fine missing. I know what he said, but that just don't, I've actually sat in my office before and talk to people. And this is what they say. Well, I know what the Bible says about disciplining your child, but our, it just don't work for my child. And, 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 and you walk away scratching your head uh, because what they just said is, I know what the Bible said, but the Bible's wrong. Um, and, and I don't think they meant to say that. I don't think that they meant it that way. Uh, but that's how they believe. Uh, that's how they feel. That's how they think. That's not right. Uh, either we start this thing off right and keep it right, or if we start it off wrong, we get it right. And, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about home perfection. I'm not talking about none of us have a perfect home. All of our homes are subject to, to pain and trouble and tribulation and struggles and imperfections, but I'm talking about where when you go, when you when you pull back all the veils and all the curtains and you get back to the, if a tornado come through here tonight and wipe my house away, that the foundation upon which it was built could be, the home could be rebuilt because the foundation was so strong. Uh, I remember um, when I was in college, Brother Brown's house burnt down. Uh, burned it down to the ground. I remember we went went by there a little while later and saw it and the only thing was there was the foundation. Uh, I went back by there not too long ago, just rode by uh, on my way to South Carolina and the house is rebuilt. Different color, different height, but it's rebuilt on the same exact foundation. When you got the foundation right, you can, you can 
Number one, you can withstand most storms of life. Number two, if you don't, you can rebuild on the foundation. The foundation is the word of God uh, and it is solid and it is priority. Um, here's, here's the illustration Jesus gives Matthew chapter 7 verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Now, I'm still just reading through what I've written down. We'll get to more of the teaching in a moment. But um, as we just read... Two men set out to build a house. Both, I assume, had great hopes and aspirations. Uh, most, most people do. Most people don't plan to fail. Uh, most, most folks who are in a mess tonight didn't start out headed for one, at least in their mind. Uh, they, 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 they wanted the same thing you want. Uh, they wanted the American dream. They wanted a house with children and a wife and, and people that loved them and they want to be loved and they want to love people and they live a life worth living, they want to be productive and, 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 and they want money and they want things and, that, and all of these and, 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 and both of these men started out I want to build a house and I want my house to be pretty, I want to like my house I want to enjoy my house, I want to appreciate my house I want it to be what I want it to be both I assume had great hopes and aspirations most don't plan to fail both had much in common both men built a home for probably the same reason some of the reasons why, uh, safety. Uh, I, I think if any man's worth his salt tonight, he'd say, I, I want a house to keep my family safe. Safe from the elements, safe, safe from the storm, safe from the troubles of life. Especially when, when the children are, 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 are babies. I remember when Levi was born and we left uh, University Hospital for the first time with him. I was so proud and so scared. Uh, I, I'd driven... Uh, with everybody else in the world, but I never drove a newborn baby out of the hospital. Uh, and I was yelling at every car that got within 100 feet, hey, slow down, there's a baby on board. Uh, I did everything except buy me a sticker that said baby on board. Uh, I, I, you know, I was, uh, uh, I, I wanted him to be safe. Most, most men do, most women do, most leaders in a home do. They, they want the best, they want, they want a house or a home for safety reasons, security reasons. We're going to put doors and locks on them doors. We want to keep bad people out and good people in. Uh, I, I, I want to keep the good that I'm trying to protect in my home, and I want to keep the bad that I'm trying to protect my family from outside of my home. Uh, and so why they build a home for security reasons, safety reasons, sanctuary reasons. Uh, I kind of like having a home because I like having a chair to sit in where the head goes back and the feet go up. Can I get a witness right there? Uh, every real home has got a, <laughs> I shouldn't say this, that's, but, but most real, they've got a seat that's daddy's seat, and, and everybody knows that's where he sits. And mama's got a seat, and everybody just falls in wherever they can. Uh, in our home, we, I got a lazy boy, mom's got a 
uh, a love seat and the boys just had to share the couch. Um, and it's so known that it's my seat when people come in they say, I got your seat. Oh no, it's all right. Really deep down I'm thinking, yeah, you got my seat, you need to get up. But I wouldn't tell no, it's all, no, you stay there. Uh, for safety reasons, for sanctuary reasons, for, for the status quo reasons. I want to build a house to have some status. And both of these, I mean, both of these men, they wanted the same thing. I, I mean, let's just be, I mean, they, they, these folks, and we think, man, this is a mess. Why? But probably most of them didn't start out. That's just, they just learned to live that way. Most people didn't say, "Hey, let me find the sign-up sheet." Uh, so, uh, of the of the home falling apart um, because of drugs and alcohol and and perversion and 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 most people most people are really a product of their raising and they always want and expected that they were going to get something different. The problem is, is they kept doing the same thing that had been done in their life. They repeated that, and and now they thought they had high hopes. I'm going to do it different, but they repeated what was done and now they got the same thing and maybe worse. Um, both of them decided we're going to build a home. Um, they had that much in common. That's not all that they had in common. The Bible describes both having to endure the same hardships. Uh, both, you read in the text, the rain came to both houses. Uh, the floods came to both houses. The wind that violently beat upon the house violently beat upon both houses. Um, Matthew 5, verse 45, the Bible said, For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. Let me make an announcement to you tonight. Just because you're saved and Jesus loves you does not mean it won't rain at your house. Just because you're saved and Jesus loves you and you love Jesus does not mean it won't flood. And just because you love the Lord and go to church three times a week and give to missions and tithe and wear a tie and all the good things that we Christians do, and I'm for, I'm for, but just because you do that does not mean that the wind won't beat your house. It rains on the just and the unjust. Unfortunately, both of these men, though they had so much in common, they both had different outcomes. Too bad both men did not make the foundation a priority. Um, one man was looking for a rock to build upon. Aren't you glad we know where the rock is? The other was content on winging it with whatever came his way. It turned out being sand. Luke's gospel, Matthew's gospel says he built it on sand. Luke's gospel says he built it on the earth. I thought about that as I read that this afternoon. He built it on the sand, the sinking sand. He, uh, Luke's gospel said he built it on the earth. There's a whole lot of folks trying to build a home on earthly principles. They're trying to mirror what they think is a house or a home based upon what everybody else in the world is doing. And I preached that this morning. Uh, but the problem is, is everybody else is in the same mess that you're in. And you need something more solid than what your neighbor's doing. The priority of a solid foundation is a truth that must be, number one, I've got three of them and I'll quit, number one, it is a truth that must be educated. The priority of a solid foundation is a truth that must be educated, taught. Um, 
I, I, I think about, as I, as I read this, that the one man builds his house on a rock. That's pretty smart. Wouldn't you agree? That's a pretty intelligent, intelligent fella. I'm going to build a house, and I'm going to invest money and time and effort and, and labor and blood and sweat and tears. I'm going to build a house. It's going to cost me something. It don't matter what kind of house you build. It's going to cost you something. So I'm going to build a house. I think I'm going to and build it right. You know, I, that's a, uh, understandable. The other man said, well, I want to build a house too, and I, 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 want it, I want it to be beautiful, and I want it to be pleasant, and I want it to be, and I know it's going to cost me, but, you know, really, I, I, I don't know. I think sand would make a good floor. You ever build a sand castle? It don't work well underwater. Uh... And, and so both of these men set out to, to build a house. One says, I'm going to find something solid and sturdy, something tried and true and tested. They've been building houses on rocks for a long time, somebody said to him. That'd be a good way to do it. And the other man, I mean, he's got the best of intentions. He too. He wants safety for his family. He wants the status quo. He wants a sanctuary. He wants security. And so he sets out with all the money that he has and all the effort that he has, and he's building this house, but he's building it on sinking sand. On sinking sand. He's gambling that the rain's never going to come. He's gambling that the floods are never going to come. He's gambling on the thought that the wind's never going to blow. That's a terrible gamble to make because I'm going to tell you again. In your perfect little Christian world, trouble's coming one day. In your, in your perfect little Christian home, and I'm not belittling that, that's what we're after, trouble is coming. It's coming with your children, it's coming through the avenue of yourself, through your spouse, and it may not be uh, major, but it's still going to be trouble. You're going to live with somebody in this life, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be hardships, there's going to be hard times. It's going to be difficult times, disagreeable times. The one man builds his house on the rock, probably just like his daddy did. And the other builds his house on the sand. Obviously, no one had ever taught him. That's not, either that or he didn't listen. Uh, this business of Christian homes is a business of education. It is a business of education. And by that I mean you are educating. I am educating somebody in some way, one way or the other. Uh, I said this a couple weeks ago when girls grow up, and, and, and I was preaching on the instruction of a father, when boys grow up and girls grow up, it don't matter if their dad was a bum, uh, most of the time that girl's going to find one just like him. Not always, not always. And it don't matter if that dad was a bum. Most of the time, that boy, in the depths of his heart, he's going to know he didn't do this right. But there's going to be something that's going to draw him to that. Are y'all hearing me tonight? Or the same could be said about a mother. And what we need, I mean, and, and, and I'm, just, I'm just talking honest with you tonight. What we need is to understand that this business of a firm foundation where Christ is the rock, where the word of God is the standard is something that has to be taught not just with our words but with our actions. Uh, 
will do as I say, not as I do. Never has worked. Because they're doing what you do. And they're doing what you did. And they're doing what they learned. Uh, did, did no one ever teach him? Did, did he have no example? Was there never anybody come by while he was building this house and said, man, I don't mean to offend you, but I just want to tell you, uh, this is a flood zone. You're putting this house up on sand. It's heading down the first time it rains. Was there no one? Was there no preacher in his life? Was there no teacher in his life? Was there no Sunday school teacher? In his, was, there, was there no mom or no dad in this man's life to talk to him? Well, well, what does it matter if my kids are in a Christian school? What does it matter if my kids go to Sunday school? What does it matter if my kids are in church? What does it matter if they have respect for the preacher? What does it matter if we miss Wednesday night or Sunday night? What it matters is they are learning how to build houses. They are in house building 101 right now. And they're learning how. They need somebody to stand behind a pulpit and say, build your house on a rock. They need somebody to sit in a Sunday school class and teach, build your house on a rock. They need somebody to show it in action. They need somebody at the house that is currently building a house on Christ the solid rock and the word of God. If not, they're learning how to do it. Um, I wrote down several illustrations. I'll, I'll give them to you. We're watching America, and not just America, but the world uh, crumble the foundations and the fabrics of society. When I went to, uh, uh, and it's not just an American thing, though it is very much an American thing. When I went to um, Albania the first time in 2008, uh, poverty-stricken third world country at the time, it's moved out of that now. A lot of wealth, a lot of American wealth, a lot of European Union wealth has poured in there. But in that time, it was really poverty-stricken. But there was one thing. There was a freedom and there was a home structure. Father and mother and children and discipline. Uh, And in in nearly, uh, goodness, 15 years, uh, as Western culture has flooded Albania, Uh, unruly children, parents scared of their children, uh, uh, broken homes, uh, um, um, head banging loud music everywhere, the the foundations are crumbling. Seeing the same thing when we were in Uganda, Africa, uh, and and, and how the foundations of of civilization are crumbling. Uh, And they began at the home. They start with a man and a woman and a home that is determined. I'm going to build this. And, and you may not have the luxury or the fortune to have uh, right now a spouse, maybe death or divorce. And, and so it's just you. Or maybe you're single and you've never been married. And it's just you. But whatever the home is that you have can be built on the right thing. <coughs> uh, there's an education that is paramount. It's priority of a solid foundation is a truth that must be educated. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the Bible uh, gives us husbands love your wives Christ loved the church. How many of y'all believe that tonight? That's exactly that's the word of God. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Wives 
Obey your husband. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. How many of y'all believe that? It's a little quieter. You fellas are terrified. Absolutely, it's the Bible. Children, obey your parents. Um, pretty simple. God said, here's the home. Husbands, you love and adore her like Christ loves her. Love her like I love the church. So I got to spend the rest of my life trying to figure out just how much Jesus loves the church. That's a pretty big task. And all the women's upset because, you know, all the men has to do is love and they have to submit. Truth of the matter is, if you ever figure out how much Jesus loves the church and you try to do that, you're going to find out I fall short of that. And he says to the wives, submit yourselves. He's the head of the home. Submit yourselves unto the husband. God said, here's the way it needs to be. Let's build it this way. It'll be right. It'll be right because it's God's way. It may not line up with philosophy. It may not line up with politics. It may not line up with the, with the movements of the era or the society or the nations or the nation. But it'll line up with God's word and you can have something worth living in. And then he said, children, obey your parents. So it is the job of the child to obey the parents. It is the job of the parent to make sure that the child obeys them. Don't mean we're going to raise perfect kids. Don't mean we're going to have perfect homes. It's just the way God ordained it. And so we, 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 we've gotten so sophisticated and smart and intelligent in our society. And uh, I'm conscious of my collar. I, I run off and forgot my, my little, uh, what are they called? It goes in my, uh, it was just a little... Collar stays. I forgot them this morning, so I keep fiddling with my collar, making sure they're not folded up and y'all laughing at me on the inside. Uh, we, we've gotten so, you know, well, we, we, we know what the Bible says, but we know what the Bible says, but we, we're going to do this, and it just don't. And now we've got a society where all of the foundations are crumbling. You know, the greatest thing that God ever, one of the greatest things God ever gave us is the home to teach us about himself. Husbands love your wives, Christ loved the church. That is an illustration on 3D live display every day to a wife and children, and mainly to children. Well, how in the world could that be, preacher? Um, he compares them. Husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. And when a kid grows up and they see daddy at home, not because he's lazy, because he comes home after working. And he comes home and he loves his wife and his children. And he's working not because he's trying to make a million, he's just trying to put a roof on the head and, and shoes on the feet of that family that he loves. And he's willing to do it and he don't complain, he don't complain about it, he works, he works hard. And, and, and then he comes home and he's tired, but he's kind to her. He speaks nice words to her. He don't call her woman and yell at her. Go get me this, go get me that. He loves her. He spends time with her. He wants to be around her. He wants her to know that she is important to him. As a matter of fact, there's nothing else in this world more important to him. He loves his children, but his bride was there before anybody else. He loves them maybe the same but in a different way. He puts her before everyone else and everything else and he defends her 
and he encourages her and he tells her that she's beautiful and he and 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 he shows his love and he dotes over her and he and he applauds her and he pays special attention to her and all and he kisses her and he holds her hand and he hugs her and all of his children are sitting in the home and they don't know it but they are watching every single day a live example of the love of Jesus. And when they get to Sunday school one day and they say, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you because you are the bride. Jesus saved you and you're the bride of Christ and he loves you like your father loved your mother. That's understandable. Most kids don't understand what the love of a father to a mother looks like. They hear yelling and cussing and throwing. I'm talking about in Christian homes. So-called. They hear fussing and bickering and back and forth. And, and I'm not saying that we don't argue. I'm not saying that people don't disagree. But I'm talking about in the constant day-to-day -day of the Christian home. That child have no problem at all accepting that Jesus loves him in spite of them. And he watched dad love mom on her best days and her worst days. Right? And then, because mom loves, dad loves mom so much, mom wants to obey God and mom loves dad, dad comes home and don't demand, bring me some tea. But mom says, how was your day? Here's you some tea. I love you. It may not be that way every day, but it's a pattern of the home. Mom's taking care of him, and she's cooked, and she's cleaned, and she loves him. And, 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 and he says, I think we need to give $1,000 this week to missions. And she said, I don't know how we're going to afford it, but I trust you. I trust you hear from God. That's fine with me. She don't fight him and she don't run the show. Oh, it's quiet in here now. She said, all right, you're in charge and I'm, I'm not going to hold it over your head if you're wrong. See, see, sometimes we, ladies, you like giving that control, but then you like holding it over their head when they messed it up. What was the old black preacher in? Oh, goodness, I can't remember one of, the, one of the best. I wish I could remember his name. Preached his wife's funeral. E.B. Hill. E.B. Hill. That was it. E.B. Hill preached his wife's funeral, and he told the illustration right as he was preaching his wife's funeral. He said, uh, uh, preached all over the nation. I don't know much about his, uh, all of his doctrine, but everything I've heard is pretty good. Uh, preached the president. Anyways, E.B. Hill said uh, he said he'd made an investment in uh, in uh, some kind of gas station. He said he'd bought this gas station and, and he said he knew his wife wasn't too happy about it. And he said uh, he said he'd spent a bunch of money on it, made this investment. He said, I was supposed to been in the ministry and giving, serving God and here I am throwing money at these investments and he said, I know my wife wasn't very excited about it. He said, but I did it and she didn't say nothing. He said, and I lost my shirt. He said, I went under. 
He said, we went bankrupt on that investment. It was bad. And he said, when I found out I was terrified, I got to tell her. <laughs> I've got to let her know I lost it all. He said, I got home. Brother Hill said, honey, I didn't talk to you. You know that money we spent? She said, uh-huh. He said, we, uh, we lost it. He said, she got real quiet sat down and he said I just knew she was about to let me have it I mean she was about to let me have it he said a little while later she come back and said well you don't smoke you don't drink you don't run around and I guess in 30 years of marriage if you had them you'd have spent more than what it cost what you lost in that gas station and she said so 51 half a dozen in the Twelve and one, half a dozen in the other. It don't make no difference. Let's just go on and serve the Lord. And he's preaching her funeral. And he said, I rejoiced. But she could have broke me. She could have held that over my head and said, I told you not to do that. But she supported me. I'm going to tell you something tonight. That, that business of wives obey your husbands, submit to your own husbands, is not just when they're right. Ain't popular. I'm talking about building a Christian home on a solid foundation where dad loves mom and mom, mom is where she needs to be with God as well. And it's not just something they say in front of people at church, but it's something they actually live and practice at home. Because all the kids sit around going, oh, you wouldn't have done that if she wouldn't have been in front of the whole church. Oh, she's going to let daddy have it when they get home. She's acting behaved right now. That little child grows up and uh, he hears this. Submit yourself to the will of God. She hears this. Obey God. She had a mom who would never do, do that, and she thinks obey is a bad word and submit's a cuss word. But if she watched mom love her dad, and the greatest joy in her life was serving her home and her children and her husband, then maybe serving Jesus ain't that bad. Huh? Maybe serving Jesus is not my mom, one might would say. Got more contentment and joy in life serving us children and our father she lived for it she longed for it she enjoyed it not that it wasn't ever hard not that it was always easy but it was always rewarding and that's what she wanted to do first and foremost it wasn't a burden it wasn't a headache it wasn't a heartache it was her heart's desire to serve maybe serving Jesus is rewarding Maybe, maybe serving Jesus pays off. Maybe I live in his love and he takes care of me and we all live in the goodness of God. See, these kids today are being taught something completely different and they're being taught that by church people. Church people that don't know their Bible and think that we're outdated and antiquated and that we're, we're he-man, woman haters or we're, or we're we should be, I mean, y'all hear me now. God's way is always right.
right. Either, either, either build your home on the word of God and believe it or do whatever you want to do. You've got the right to do that. God's foundation stands. God's way is right. These children grow up and they say, I know what that looks like. Here's another illustration I wrote down. Um, people playing marriage. And I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to teach the church tonight. I'm not trying to throw stones and rocks at people. I'm not, I'm not a hateful preacher, not trying to be, not trying to get a rise out of people or anything. But, but we live in a society where everybody's playing marriage. Everybody's not really going to seal the deal and get married, but, but, but we, you know, we'll act like we're married. We'll, we'll, we'll run around together like we're married. And mom and dad send their kids off to run around like they're married. And, 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 and then that kid gives their heart to somebody that's not their spouse. Then they move in with somebody, and by the time they actually get married, they've lived with three different people, give their heart to five different people, starting when they were nine, because they spent all day and all night on the telephone with them. They gave their heart to them. Uh, and, we, and we encourage that. And then we say silly stuff like, uh, you know, uh, well, don't just, you know, don't just settle down. Just, just, and, and so-called Christian dads say this to their sons. They wouldn't say it to their daughters, but they say it to their sons. And it's kind of a hip, uh, hypocritical thought. Right? Well, son, don't you settle down now. There's all kinds of fish in the sea. You go out there and have a good time. You wouldn't say that to your daughter. You say it to your son. And it's no more right for your son than it is your daughter. Well, if any boy ever comes around here, I'm going to whip him. Son, you go out there and have a good time with all them girls. Well, that girl's got a daddy. Maybe he needs to whip you and your son. kids coming up and they're building houses they're going to grow up and build a house on sand because sand's all they ever lived in and by the time they were seven their house had been washed away four different times they don't even know you live in a permanent house they don't know what one looks like oh hear me now I'm not trying to hurt nobody they don't know what one looks like they don't know how it's supposed to be well, what do y'all do when the flood comes? We just hunker down and trust our home. Oh, no, no, when the floods come, it washes everything we got away. We have to rebuild. I didn't know you could live on a rock. I thought you had to live on the sand. These folks didn't even know they could live on a rock. And they put up, they put up these walls, and they, and, they, and they won't let people in, and they're, and, they're, and they're worried about all of these things that they shouldn't be worried about at nine how much stability it brings into your home when dad loves mom and mom loves dad and both of them are sound and founded on the word of God and, and both of them can admit we have our faults and we have our problems but Jesus is full of goodness and graciousness and he's been good to us they're just getting by 
throwing together whatever they can. I'm not going to mention your name because it'll be on the internet so I wouldn't want to embarrass anybody but I'll talk to you and they'll all know who you are. I don't mean this wrong or rude. But if you didn't have this place, this church, this Bible, that school that intervened in your life at a crucial time around 16, you'd probably be in the same mess all of them are and were or worse. Is that right? And you wouldn't even know what a home's supposed to look like. I'm not making fun or belittling. Half of us in here can say that. Young men don't know what a daddy is supposed to look like. They think dads are abusive and dads are, they come and go and, and dads are in and dads are out and they think moms are abusive and moms are unstable and they come and go and they're emotional train wrecks and they're in and they're out. Dad comes home and drinks a beer and drinks himself to sleep and mom gripes about dad to the kids and then you take that and you get that out of uh, you save them and God saves them and, 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 and then they go to church but they leave half of that in their life now the kid grows up more confused I know what it's supposed to look like but it ain't even close then they grow up resenting mom and dad because of hypocrisy. Man, I, I'm, I'm nearly done. I, I don't ever get far as I hope to get. I am by no means an authority on this. I am by no means the epitome of this. And I've got work to do in my own life. But if me and you make Jesus the foundation, if we make the word of God the foundation, if we build on something solid, we can look at our children when it's time for them to go and say I can't make you live like me I've done the best that I could to love your mama to love you and to love our God in such a way that you have all the equipment you need to do it right if you build a house on the sand it ain't because you learned that from me if you go out there and build a house on the sand it isn't because I built one on the sand because we found the rock that is the Lord Jesus and we've been standing on him with grace and mercy and compassion and love and joy and peace and long suffering for all these many years and you know how to do it right. The priority of a solid foundation is the truth that must be everything. Next week, maybe Lord willing, we'll go more into it as a truth that must be employed put into action as a truth that must be expected there's nothing wrong with expecting people I think the church ought to, ought to raise its expectations of its homes not lower them we just don't expect much of people why? why don't you expect men to be men and work hard and have calluses on their hands or if they don't have an outside job at least have at least have uh, uh, not all men have outside jobs where they have calluses on their hand but at least they have a steady work and a steady uh, encouragement to, to go do something and earn something why, why don't you expect men to read their Bibles and ladies to read their Bibles and mamas to love dad and dad to love why is that no longer an expectation our home Lord I, I 
thank you. You helped us as always. Lord, we just scratched the surface really getting into this, but there's a lot to cover.